Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, it cares Levert. It's cold. Levert. Back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday. Shot clock down to six. Finds one. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Corn Rose Podcast. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started today, if you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. We always want to hear from you and get your feedback. Let us know what you like, dislike. Uh, any questions you have, be sure to send our way as well over at uh, M. Schindler MBA on Twitter and at Indy Cornrows. That's, uh, that's where Tom's at. Tom, how are you doing tonight? I'm uh, doing well. Uh, you know, take a little W down in Houston to, to uh, rub on the uh, wound of that Clippers loss last night. So get, get rolling again and uh, try and survive here and and uh, you know it's, it's it's all good after a win. Yes, exactly. I uh, I quoted you on Twitter, uh, JWB, probably something Tom Absolutely. said. Um, I'm sure you said it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the first thing that I want to talk about. I mean, number one, teams 26 and 28 moves them a little bit closer to potentially getting into the in, into the A seed. Um, I need to check right now. I think the Knicks played tonight. Yeah, the Knicks won tonight, so they're they're in the A seed currently. So no oh, ground was made yep. up on that. Um, but tonight was the O'Shea Brissett game. As far as I'm concerned, he only played, he played Absolutely. less than 10 minutes. I don't care. He was the full excitement. For me in this game. <laughs> he was, he was everything in this game to me. Uh, what did, what did you think of O'Shea? Cause I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it, like you say, he played 10 minutes. It seemed longer, which is a good thing. Um, and I, God, I just, I liked him on the floor, the way he fit in with everything um he's um uh, a little active you know i mean i guess if you want to compare him to where he is right now in, in the process and on the roster you know the first comparison would be killer martin and you know he he's just a more dynamic player he's plays a little bigger uh defensively i feel like mm-hmm. um and he you know he doesn't need to just have the ball to create or be open i mean he's He's in the mix and has a little bit of that T.J. Warren garbage man type feel to his game, I think. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't want to keep him around. Um, obviously, McDermott being out gave me opportunity, and it was nice to see him, you know, seize those minutes and, and show what he can do because I felt, you know, um, when he got in other games for a few minutes, you know, he was fine as well. But um, it, it, at least in this game, it, it, it seemed like um, he showed he could he could produce and, and be a factor out there. And that was, like you say, a real fun, fun part of the game tonight. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't just the flash in the pan tonight. It was like he, he actually got two extended runs. It might have been three. I yeah. can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I think it was two. Um I mean, we saw defensively, I thought he, he fit in right away. He had a rotation as the low man, which, as we've talked about on the pod, that is like something that is not consistently happening. Um, had great verticality <laughs> at the rim, just a good contest overall. And I was automatically, I tweeted out, I'm like, he, give him 15 minutes a game. Just, just let him let him play. <laughs> like, yeah. and we, like the team just desperately needs that. Um, I mean, he had a three. He's doing stuff defensively, was great in transition, had a fantastic dunk off an alley-oop. I mean – 
the, the, the full package minus the rebounds. But I mean, that, that almost jives completely with what the team does. So um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was just, uh, I was pretty ecstatic with, with what he brought and it was great to see him actually get the opportunity. Um, would it be too, would it be unfair to say that he's, he showed more tonight than Keelan Martin has in any of his runs this season? I feel like he did. Um, yeah. and that's why, you know, kind of feel like, you know, if we're comparing initially, that that's who you're comparing to. Um, and for me, I feel, I, I felt like he just defensively, as far as being, um, you know, I don't know, they're, they're pretty comparable size wise, but I feel like he's a little more, um, he felt athletic. much more assertive. And, yeah. And, and athletic bigger. vertically too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he can guard bigger, a little easier. Um, and then, um, you know, like I said, offensively, I think he just has a lot more in his game um, right now. And so, yeah, I, I would agree with that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that that little bit of size, you know, basically, you know, a lot of times you're seeing, um, you know, Justin Holiday at times trying to go that four in different, different lineups or, um, or, or, you know, last night Brogdon and, you know, he had a little, he, his size was, was um, distinct. You could yes. see the difference in, um, you know, his length and size out there. And, you know, every little bit helps. And uh, if he can come in and, and give that uh, different feel to that lineup, um, I think that's a, that's a big positive. Yeah, most definitely. And I think, like I mean, it's, again, small sample size, but um, – it felt like he was a big reason for why that league got blown open, you know, playing with that bench unit. Um, it felt like they just had more pop, especially defensively. I, I wasn't as concerned about them having him out there. You know, they they just were able to cover more ground yeah. and it looked good. Um, I, I don't really have any other thoughts to add on O'Shea other than I do think like, I mean, do you think this maybe parlays him to getting a, a at least for the rest of the season, a fully guaranteed deal? Well, I, like I said, I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, why not? The, the spots there, um, and you know, I, I, I like you say. Also, you know, I'd rather have him in there right now than um, the rest of the guys at the end of the bench. Just the way he played, and um, it's I mean, hard too no because I, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about his rebounding overall because that's not something that I've been focused on. But like, I mean. Jakar's rebounding can be great for what he's doing, you know, just his energy off the bench. But it felt like, I mean, mm -hmm. O'Shea from from watching him in the G League, like he can hit threes, you know, and that's that the team needs that. And, and I, it almost feels yeah. too like I think he's got a little bit more of an athletic pop than Jakar, um, in terms of just like overall speed. Maybe not the same overall, athlete, yeah. but like yeah, overall it felt like it. Um, it, it was just awesome to see that i think some people are like well why the hell are you guys still talking about o'shea Brissett 10 minutes into the pod because it was I, it just felt good like and that 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 leads us into the rest of the game like i i tweeted this out immediately in the first quarter i was like you know the offense is really humming the defense just doesn't look good they're missing the the, the rockets are missing yeah. wide open shots um and turning the ball over it and it's not exactly forced turnovers um, and it showed they, they blow up in a lead. They go up big at halftime and then they completely give the game back in the third quarter. And it was just this entire five game stretch where they, yes, they've gone four and one, but um, I mean, 
it, it felt like they could easily be 0-5 and they could easily be 5-0 and if they hadn't, like, I mean, I guess yeah. ex- excluding the Clippers game, but it would be a very different 4-1. and Like, it's not a 4-1 and that you look at, you're like, oh, yeah, they did that. It's more like, oh, well, I, I don't know how they got there, but yeah, it was uh, it just very herky-jerky and they just cannot put a team away right now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I kind of mentioned this in the, in the lab, it's like Houston is obviously not real interested in winning, <laughs> but they have a coach who's pushed them and they have individual guys who can be a problem. Obviously, John Wall, uh, but but even Jay Sean Tate, Kevin Porter, uh, you know, Olenek is a guy as a um, you know role player has been productive for many years. You know, even though he can be a hateable guy oh, he was, <laughs> at times he was if he's on the opponent. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, so yeah, it's like they're not going to roll over, this, and um, you, you got to put them away. And, and you know, the Pacers' offense has been you know, so strong and, and they've been able to get these leads, but you know, they, they, uh, you know, the, those guys are getting paid as they say also. And, and the D there just the amount of times John Waller got to the rim. I mean, he had 28 shots. Yeah. He only scored 31 points on, but I mean, I, I, I haven't even looked, but I'd be real interested to see how many of those 28 were right at the rim. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a guy that explosive yet not getting off the ground. Like he's lost the. Oh yeah, he has no verticality in his. But he's, he took eighteen, like, eighteen of his shots right at the rim. Yeah, he's horizontally so explosive. Yes. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he so, took um, he took eighteen of his twenty eight shots were right at the rim, and he missed every okay. shot that was not at the rim. <laughs> that sounds. Exactly like what I watched. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never thought about that horizontal explosiveness. <laughs> He's no, got that's it. a good point. Like, uh, I think Victor had the same problems, and it's not to the same level. Um, mm-hmm. But like, that was what was really waiting to come back for him. Like, he he had a lot of uh, like probably 95 percent of his horizontal pop back, like going north south. But you know, getting off the ground has been his his biggest problem. Um, and unfortunately, like, I mean, Victor's hurt right now. <laughs> Um, and hopefully things yeah. will be okay for him. But yeah, that's like, it's very apparent with John. Like he's so ground bound right now. Um, I don't yeah. know if he's dunked yet this year. I mean, he might've, but it, it, I would be, I would be shocked personally. Honestly, if I was him, I wouldn't bother. I mean, he, he'd be <laughs> yeah. effective. I mean, I mean um, but you know, and, and I guess the other positive uh, for the Pacers is, is just compared to last night, you know, the, the reserve unit was, was much more on point um, and productive and, and able to keep things going. And obviously we, we can bring in our shade again if we want, but um, you know, as a unit, I mean, that was, that was good to see because um, you know, that was one thing that the Rockets um, obviously they got those individual guys who are potent, but they don't have that many of them in depth as, is going to kill them. And um, so, you know, in the end, I guess the Pacers do what they had to do to get that win. So, um, but yeah, they, they're um, getting the key stop in this whole stretch of games that you're talking about, you know, when you're four or five, um, what was it five or seven, um, is, you know, 
you can't rely on getting a stop at any time, unfortunately. And um, so let's hope Miles gets back soon. Yeah, no, I agree. They're going to need him, especially against Utah. Um, it's so I, I guess the, the other thing I want to bring up before we talk about some more of the guys, uh, how weird is it? This team is so much better on the road and actually really damn good on the road too. Um, but they just can't win at home. It's so weird because it's, it's the total opposite of what this team has been the last couple of years. And I just have no idea what to really think on that. Like, I know, oh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's hard because it's such a weird year and we talk about that all the time, but like, yep. it's just, I don't know. It, it, it is interesting that, I mean, it's happening in a year when there's no fans and all that, um, but it is, it's crazy. I mean, they've been historically good at home and, and, you know, always a little rough on the road. I think they have – I thought I heard Chris Denary on the radio today saying that they had um, either the best or one of the best road records uh, as opposed to now having this this home record, which is not, um, you know, anywhere near 500, which they had a, a long streak of being over 500 at home. And it is just really strange. Um, now, you know, they, they do have a favorable schedule coming up. They have 11 after, you know, that game in Atlanta, 11 of 16 at home. Um, it's a little, uh, you know, definitely not as strong. So maybe they can make up some ground on that. But still, it's going to be overall, you know, one of the worst home, if not the worst home schedule in a long time or home record. So it is it is strange. And, and it just goes to this whole season of, of um you know the, the different protocols and everything and you know now on the road they're, they're not allowed to leave the hotel yep. maybe that's a good thing <laughs> you know for whatever bonding or pre- preparation i don't know um obviously it's a good thing when you're in miami but um uh it's just just a different situation and um it is crazy that they've they've been able to um, get those wins on the road. Now they got two tough ones coming up. If they can get one of these two, I'll be I'll be a happy man. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens, especially with how close the Utah game was last time. But it was weird because that game was close, but it never really felt like the Pacers were in control. Um, it's just just you know, yeah, back and thinking about it. Um, but the Jazz have, uh, I mean, they're they're still really good. They're they're the top team in the Western Conference, but they've uh, they've been a little bit on a downturn over the last like week and a half, two weeks because they've had some injuries. Um, but I imagine that they're going to be close to full strength. Um, I think they played Oklahoma City yesterday, and they were they. I don't think they were missing anybody except for Royce O'Neal um, and and Joe Ingles. So their starting lineup was intact, minus one guy. But they they still look really damn good. Um, going to be a tough matchup, and especially if, if Miles isn't there, that's going to be tough. But um, if I remember correctly, Miles traveled with the team, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think Joker mentioned that he, you know, he was a ruling out seeing him on this road trip. So hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, it seemed like um, over the weekend, they sounded like he was going to be close. And then um, mm-hmm. being out against the Clippers, I felt like was kind of a surprise. So. I don't know if he had a little setback. Yeah. Um, but um, the other thing with this, these two road games, there's the um, odd start times. That Friday game is at uh, 1 p.m. local time out there. I, I think 3 p.m. here. So yeah. um, that that also is 
you know, good. Did we ever get uh, reasoning uh, for why it's happening that early? I, I did. I did hear about that. Yeah, because because I'm not super the, excited about it being that early. Yeah. Um, apparently, the I think the Jazz are playing the Clippers or the Lakers on a national TV game on Saturday afternoon, um, which is at like one thirty their time or something like that. Yeah. So they had to be like twenty four hours ahead of that. So, um, so they threw it in at um, at one o'clock local time there. So they're playing. I think they're playing in LA the next day, but um, just. But you know, you mix in the time zones. They, they had to get it at least twenty-four hours. God bless me. You, know, you can't have that less than twenty-four hour back-to-back. No, yeah. I agree. It just like I, I'm not even a- frustrated with the uh, the teams. It's just like, come on, why? Like some of the stuff going on with this season is ridiculous, man. But they yeah, didn't ask me. It, um, especially the post the post also break schedule is just you know crazy. I you know I, I was trying to think. I, I didn't take note of like how many games they were trying to make up from the first half and all of that, but it just seems like um, it, it's just been nuts getting all these games in here. And um, obviously I think the players and the, and the coaches and everybody are getting a little restless, um, but uh, maybe the Pacers can take advantage of it. You know, somebody, somebody can take advantage and, and maybe, you know, this screwy schedule for Utah, um, you know, might might help the Pacers in the long run. We'll see. Yeah, no, definitely, and, and we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, it sounds sounds promising, but we have a lot to look forward to. Um, what is up with Justin Holiday shooting? Um, he is in an awful slump headed into tonight. I mean, just in in April, through seven games, uh, he's shooting thirty four percent from three, thirty eight percent from the field. Hasn't even been taking that many shots. Um, went, I think one of seven from three tonight. Yeah. One of seven two of nine from the field overall. Um, he's just, I, I don't know. He, he just hasn't felt like Justin recently. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, I want to say I'll blame it on Karis LeVert, but I feel like, um, the, the role he's playing now, you know, is, is different and, um, and he, you know, for a while, I mean, it was like he was a, kind of almost a, a key guy offensively. And like you say, he, he was pretty reliable from three. And, and I, I've noticed, I noticed this a few games ago, just looking at the boxes of his games. And, you know, there were, there were a few games where he had like three shots um, or four shots. And, you know, and a couple of games played 20 minutes, something, you know, 25. And so he, he's, Kind of, I feel like a, just a different role within the whole bigger picture of the of the team, um, and you know, with those limited opportunities, uh, you know, that definitely is going to affect your percentage, uh, especially when you know if you miss a few, and, and um, you know, when you're not getting that rhythm to get get shooting and get you know not down two or three in a row, um, you know. The, the, that's going to impact it. So that's kind of where I feel like, you know, he, he's slipped as far offensively just because of the role he's playing now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he's having to, he's having to expend so much energy just playing defense right now uh, because yeah. believe it or not, this team is struggling to pay, to play defense quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, 
I don't know. I, I think he'll really benefit from being able to be back on the bench whenever that's uh, even a possibility. Yep. But um, we'll see again. With One that. of these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we always say it, and then it just uh, who knows. Um, so Karis, Karis was fantastic tonight. Um, Ten and twenty from the field was really good from three, which was nice. Um, had a lot of turnovers, so the passing wasn't quite there. But how did you feel about Karis's game overall tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting used to, you know, his, his, you know, play and, and, you know, of late, it, it's been, um, especially with, you know, with these games I've been winning, um, I, I'm just kind of always am aware of what he's doing and what Bradman's doing and how they're doing it together. And I mean, man, they've been productive. Um, and you know, he, he does get himself into trouble. He has, I feel like he has some of those bonus turnovers sometimes where he, um, you know, over dribbles, gets into traffic too much and, and turns it over. Uh, but he also has, has been doing a good job of getting to his spot and, and, you know, when he gets clear, I mean, he's money. So, um, it, it's nice to have that guy that can create that shot. And I, I think that, you know, it, that definitely has probably eased up some of Broadman's burden. And, and I mean, Broadman's been productive in a different type of, of way. I feel like Morris says he's, he's around, around, rebounding, doing, doing all, all kinds of things. Um, and, you know, maybe he's not the focal point that he might want to be in. And, and maybe he likes this role. I don't know. I'm not not judging anybody on on what they're doing. I'm just looking purely at the numbers and, and what they're doing on the court. And um, I, I just like the combo right now, the way they're, the way they're delivering. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so another quick question. What, what do you think about Evan Sumner only playing 15 minutes oh, tonight? It's, I was just going to mention. Yeah. I, I, I talked about God, this with Rhett damn. earlier today. I don't understand why he's, he's not getting, more consistent minutes like did yeah. you see anything that, that made you think yeah he didn't really need to play anymore i i didn't no, i certainly no, didn't no and i mean and the other thing that kills me is like you know we, we keep talking about the defense and i feel like he would be more positive on the defensive end with more minutes i mean he would help the defense yeah um and i the, it, yeah I, I did think about that in the second half and I, i'm like here we go we're in the same situation now tonight, Lamb was going, um, and you know he he had that you know Jeremy Lamb game is real productive and and um, hitting his shots, and I can understand that situation, um, but it's like maybe you know you give Lamb five minutes and see which Lamb you have because <laughs> it's like feast or famine with that guy, and um, on those famine nights. You know, let's get Ed some more run and, you know, pull the plug. But um, I, I feel like those guys are kind of tied together almost, um, except that, you know, Jeremy seems to get a, a lot longer leash. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, he was fantastic tonight, though. I mean, I mean just yeah, in all no, fairness, exactly. not saying that you didn't think so, but like uh, 
yeah, he was a huge factor in, well, that, in yeah, that, that's that. kind of what I was saying. It was like I kind of understood Summer's lack of minutes tonight just because Jeremy had it going. But it's like these other nights, you know, they keep Lamb out there when he doesn't have it going. And I was like, okay, yeah. on those nights, can, can we pull the plug? And yeah, that's it's more it. I mean, like yesterday, like Jeremy played what, like 15 right, minutes yesterday, right. and I could yeah. have argued that he could have, he should have maybe only played like seven or eight. Like it was. That was a little weird. Um, yeah. I wasn't really sure what to take from that. Um, but again, I mean, the fact that he's playing, we, we'll, have to, we'll just have to be happy with that because we talked so many times at the beginning of the year about play Ed at all, you know? But yeah. um, I don't know. It's just weird to – like, I guess Justin is the only guy who they really trust to play at, at the four other than, I guess, O'Shea now. But And, I mean, they play Jeremy at the four sometimes. But, um I mean, I just think that there are ways that they could work the bench to have Ed out there more and maybe not have to play yeah. just in 38 minutes. Um, and uh, what did you think about Malcolm? Because I thought – I know Malcolm finished with a really good stat line. Um, I thought it was fantastic as a playmaker. He did a lot as a scorer too, but uh, I, I didn't think he had a very good game defensively. He looked just uh, – at least by my eyes, he looked pretty gassed, especially in once like late third quarter um, as – the Rockets were starting to climb back into the game. I mean, he was just kind of letting guys pull past him a few times. Not to like, not not, not trying to single him out, but it really did feel like he, his, yeah. his legs were looking pretty tired. Like, I mean, yeah, especially I mean, when he missed that uh, that layup, like right at the rim. I was like, yeah, he's he's gassed. Like he wouldn't have missed that in a, 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 at all normally. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he just isn't that one-on-one keep a guy in front of him type of guy as it is. And, um, I, and, you know, I, I have to wonder about maybe obviously on the back to back. I mean, he had some tough minutes, particularly in the second half last night. Um, because I, <laughs> I watched him, uh, kind of focus on him having to battle with, with, uh, Marcus Morris. And I mean, it, it was physical. It took a lot out of and, him. And, you know, before Morris got the ball, there was a lot going on. And I, um, I could see where he would have been, um, you know, with that combined with the, you know, the traveling back to back um, would have taken something out of him. Um, but, you know, yeah, he, he's going to play and, and, um, and, and then you get in a tough matchup where you go from a power guy like that to a quick guy. And it's like, those are the two, uh, two type of players that he's going to have trouble uh, on the defensive end and, and um, it, it showed both nights. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, all right. So I guess I, I want to close out on talking about uh, let's talk about Domas a little bit. what did you think about his game tonight? Um, I mean, I kind of felt like it was your typical Domas night. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I, he, he's doing so much ball handling, bringing the ball up the court. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it's been all year, but it seems like more and more it's grab and go. Um, and again, last night, you know, sometimes when I'm you know, at a game and, and got a different perspective on looking down on the court and, and you can kind of see more, um, you know, not as much detail up close, but more of a, uh, a broader view of what everyone's doing. And there were, there were a couple of times where Brogdon's like has his hands out running down the court next to him. Um, you know, 
basically asking for the ball and Domas is bringing it up and then they get up to the top of the key and then he gets it, but they're all discombobulated. And, yeah. and um, I, I just, you know, I can understand the, the benefit of having a guy like that grab it and go. Um, but also like when there's nothing there, you know, I, I, I guess I'd rather have um, other initiators getting the ball and, and setting things up um, offensively. Um, but um, that's just kind of a, a, a thing that's starting to bug me <laughs> a little bit with, with this game as multifaceted as it is. Yeah, no, that's such a great point because I think that stood out to me a little bit as well. Um, you can see a little bit of, I don't want to say frustration is maybe the wrong way to put it, but there is like kind of a, right. um, it feels like a disconnect sometimes in transition um, or or when, when stuff happens on the glass. And I feel like that's where a lot of the, not I'm not trying to make it reductive. I don't have numbers to back this up right now. I'd have to go back through and watch one, but it does feel like a lot more turnovers have been ha- happening in transition because they uh, mm-hmm. they aren't as well connected. It feels like. Um, also, like just to gauge your perspective on this, do you think it feels like uh, when when Domas used to come down instead of like um, you know waiting to to get the ball to somebody else, it felt much more like when when Domas would come down with the ball at the beginning of the year he would either go right into an action or he would go right at the rim. Um, like they'd either run like a, a DHO and he would fake it and then go, um, or he would just take it right to the rim if he had a mismatch or something. It feels like a lot less of that has been happening. Yeah. I, you know, that, that, I, mean, I, I mean, partially it could be because teams are defending it differently. I haven't personally like witnessed anything that's making me think that, but um, it just, yeah. it, it does feel I mean, different. I would think there definitely is a, uh, a point of emphasis on on an opponent's scouting report, but hey, he's going to take the ball, stop it once you know. <laughs> once we cut off, you know, him getting inside, then you know he may he may you know over dribble or try to make too much of a play, um, and and that's the thing that I feel. I feel like you know as, as he's coming up a lot of times, by the time he's at the half court line. You know, in in some sense, if he's got some action to to, to do, you know, if he has a a, um, a play to make uh, and get to the rim and or or dish off that play, um, but it seems like yeah, he he get, he's getting there and then it's just like okay, now let's get into something else. Yeah, exactly. You know, like at, you're bringing not to cut the, you. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's where that's where I get frustrated. Like ah. Now we're, now we're just clunked up here. Yeah, exactly. Like um, it so, feels yeah, sometimes they, like they, they, they the same thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I uh, it just feels like like you're mentioning like sometimes they uh like they preach just going fast, but it almost feels like they go fast without a purpose sometimes. And they get down there and like you're mentioning, like they'll mm-hmm. get down really quickly in transition, but then they don't capitalize on it. Um, yeah. and and they then they take 10 or 10 or 11 seconds to get into a set and then they have to run something quick. And I think they could really utilize a lot of, I mean, it's bringing up Miami is probably not great for a lot of people, but they could use a lot of what Miami does. Um, and they do yeah. do it sometimes, you know, coming down and just ripping off a quick dribble handoff to get Justin or Doug a really quick and easy look from three. But uh, I think that if they really moved with a little bit more purpose in doing that and, and got more of that 
um, going. Like it doesn't just have to be like a, a dribble handoff for a quick three, but like just finding ways to do that. Like Bam and Duncan Robinson have have that going really well, and that I mean that killed the Pacers in the in the playoffs last year. So um, yeah, yeah, just finding more stuff like that in transition would be great. But that's uh, it's the small things we can nitpick. Uh, one thing that exactly. I did point out too, <laughs> Charlotte lost actually. So I think uh, I know if, if they drop like a. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I'm looking at things correctly, Charlotte is 27 and 27 now, so they'll be an eight. New York's going to be 29, 27, so they'll be in six because Miami is going to lose tonight. Um, yeah, they have 55 seconds left, and they're down 15, so they're going to lose, and they'll drop to seven. So New York's going to be up in six. Pacers only going to be, I think, two games back. Uh, or yeah, like one and a half games back, a game back. I'm not good at doing the games back. I'm good. I can look at the yeah. one loss column, but games back, I have no idea. But regardless, I mean, they'll be one getting, and a half. Yeah, getting around there. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I'm not really sure how to pinpoint it or, or what to think. It's been a good stretch, even though it hasn't necessarily felt like it. Like we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly, and that's why you know we kind of talk about how they get these next two road games, which are going to be difficult. They can get one of those. And then they have his 11 of 15 or 16 at home. Again, you know, that is a much more favorable schedule. You know, who knows? You, you know, you, you, you know, Charlotte's lost three and they've gone from fifth to eighth in a heartbeat. Yep. Um, and you can go the other way if you can win three or four. So, um, and, it, you know, the Bulls are just, I don't know what is going on there. Oh, they got absolutely destroyed tonight by the magic. And like, it was like, it ended up being close, but I saw like, I think in the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, they were down like 20. Like, I have no idea what, what is going on with the bulls right now. I know my friends who, uh, who are bulls fans are not thrilled um, because they were anticipating their season going a lot differently, but uh I don't know. Yeah, and really? also, Orlando's just totally throwing off the stealth like tank. Orlando's been playing better good. since they traded away all their players. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, not actually, but close enough. Yeah. Um, but who knows? All right. Well, Tom, do you have any uh, anything you want to spout off before we get out of here? Um, no, I think you know. I feel like, I feel like we we hit everything. I mean, it, it again. I'm, Obviously, we're dialed in completely, and I guess anyone who's listening to this is as well. Um, but, uh, you know, the added flavor of O'Shea Brissett and, you know, the way this team's battling right now and, and uh, hopefully get Miles back and change the defensive disposition, um, you know, I'm, I'm finding plenty to be entertained by uh, this team right now, and, and uh, that's fun heading into the last part of the season. 100%. Well, Tom, this was a good time, as always. Uh, to everyone listening, thank you for listening. Of course, have a good rest of your day. Be sure to go rate and review the pod if you haven't already, and read what we're doing over at Indy Cornrows. Uh, thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day.